you need to understand where the attack started and when it escalates to somewhere else. And all of this process is uh, basically the forensic process. And before you're going to the AD to be covered, you need to understand the entire process, what happened, who's the users related to this attack, who's tainted, what they did, which groups are changed and which configuration changed. And this is basically the, the process you need. Mobile workforces, cloud applications, and digitalization are changing every aspect of the modern enterprise. And with radical transformation come new business risks. Welcome to Hybrid Identity Protection, the premier podcast for cybersecurity pros charged with defending hybrid identity environments. Presented by Semperis, the pioneers of identity-driven cyber resilience for the hybrid enterprise. And now, here's your host, 15-time Microsoft MVP and active directory security expert, Sean Doobie. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HIP Podcast. On a previous podcast with the Senior Security Delivery Manager at Accenture AD Security, he pointed out that there's often a lot of organizational chaos in IT security and operations during a cyber attack. One fallout of this chaos is that response is often paralyzed while the organization puts someone in charge or gets started with an incident response vendor such as Mandiant. What steps can you take while waiting for engagement or while the organization gets its collective act together? My guest today is Yashai Gerstel, Security Product Manager at Sempris. Yashai's security background began in offensive security, infrastructure and application penetration testing. During this time, he was also a lecturer in practical hands-on attack courses. After that, he transitioned to the defensive side by becoming a security researcher and head of research for a cyber deception company, where his main focus of research was on AD attacks. Lately, he has transitioned to product management, and as I said, he's now a product manager at Semperis. Welcome, Yashai. Thanks for having me. So w- with your background, let's put ourselves in the situation and say you're an AD administrator and you have good reason to believe that there's unauthorized or malicious activity happening to your AD, you know, people running around with their hair on fire. What's the first defensive step that somebody, that an AD administrator should take once they realize something like this is going on? Of course, first thing I, uh, I think that anyone have is get a backup. You need to be able to restore from a point that the Active Directory is still uh, running and functioning as proper, properly needed. So let's say you created a backup, now you have it on some file and you need to store it in a safe place. Let's say you split the, um, the backup file in two different locations, somewhere in a cold storage and some I don't know, third-party tool or third-party service that save it in the cloud. This can be any kind of a back. Well, not any kind of a backup, actually. So this can be a a Windows server backup, a third-party backup, uh, an ADFR, Active Directory Forest Recovery backup, but what not kind of backup? So there's mechanism in AD that should help when uh, there's a replication between DCs our suggestion is not to create a backup of the entire VM machine of the DC. There is a tools by Microsoft that help you to uh, backup the database of the AD. 
and this one are sh should be uh, working properly and not have this problem. In other words, you should rely on the, the APIs that Microsoft provides for backing up Active Directory that use the volume shadow service, not simply snapshotting a virtual machine and calling. <laughs> and we have lots of uh, on, on Simparis uh, website and our blog post and all that, and in Microsoft as well, many statements about how creating a snapshot of a virtual machine is not the same thing as uh, appropriately backing up. Right. This is seem to be simplest, but not sure that this is the recommended way to do. Right, which is fairly typical of Active Directory. <laughs> the simple is not necessarily the easiest thing that will get you set up correctly. Exactly. Okay, so you have a backup. Let me ask one more question about the backup. So should you use an existing backup that you have or should you take a fresh backup because that will have the most recent data on it? Forensic purposes is necessary to create a backup right now, but not for sure this is the great way to, to restore from because let's say the hacker is already in the network and he tainted your DC. So you don't know exactly what he did. So you need to be sure you have a correct backup that you can restore from after you cleaned all of your AD. So check your tombstone and make sure that you have a backup, at least in this time frame, before any kinds of attack. This is something regularly should be checked by the AD administrator, because if something is broken, and you want to restore from, and you don't have a correct file recovery, then you don't have recovery at all. And we've talked about the different backup methods. So now that you have the backup, what should you do with it? I suggest to do all kinds of stuff, but um, you need to uh, be able to, to do it fast. Because let's say that something happened, and now all the AD are not working, and time is expensive here. So you need to be sure you know how to recover. Recover to an offline uh, site. Be able to do it fast is, is, the, is the only way to not lost a lot of money. So when you are trying to recover, do it on isolated network, and then you will be able to test and review all the configuration and all kinds of stuff that related to the attack. In this configuration, so what sort of tools would somebody typically have in this environment? I mean, what's, what sort of tools, I mean, to do this threat hunting, they have to have, they can't just, maybe it's worth stating up ahead of time, is you're not going to be able to, if you have an environment with 5, 10, 15, 20 domain controllers, it's extremely difficult to look at the individual audit logs of the domain controllers and try to correlate them and figure out what's going on. So you really need... Hopefully, hopefully you have a tool already that does this, uh, that, that collects all of this for you. Uh, what sort of tools are we talking about in terms of monitoring? and The entire attack is not starting by uh, attacking the AD. So the attacker had a footprint in the network. He started to do things and he compromised one computer and then he moved to another one using lateral movement. Then he changed something in the AD. Uh, he um, did privilege escalation, changed a bit the group. All of this process takes some time. 
Of course, when the attacker is well-trained and he know how to work stealthy, and then all of these kinds of actions are monitored and logged somewhere, but it's not starting only from the AD. So first thing is to use the seam or any kinds of tools. If you are elk stack or things like that, you, you need to understand where the attack started and when it escalates to somewhere else. And all of this process is uh, basically the forensic process. And before you're going to the AD to be uh, recovered, you need to understand the entire process, what happened, who's the users related to this attack, who's tainted, what they did, which groups are changed and which configuration changed. And this is basically the, the process you need. In, in trying to, to look at this, there's also a time frame involved in this, right? You have some suggestions about, because you have no idea when this began. Don't, so how do you start hacking at this by, we've talked about the tools that you would use. How do you attack this by time frame? How do you start to slice this out to figure out when things happened? If the attacker um, did something right now, let's say they wiped all of your AD and now everything is broken, but probably the attack didn't start today. Something happened before two months ago or six months ago. So how do you know where to start looking? This is a good question. And not all of the tools are, are saving all of the logs for this time frame. To start, we have something like Purple Knight, which is a tool that checks your configuration of AD for changes and for um, configuration problematic configurations that can help or already compromised by the attacker. And then you can use specific time frame to check whether the configuration is problematic and have something wrong. And now uh, the attacker can use this techniques or this uh, configuration to infiltrate or to um, um, create impact on your organization. And then you need to find when the configuration changed. So let's say um, you're starting by this time frame. Let's say month since the actual attack. Now you you know that something happened, and you see um, uh, current state of the Active Directory. You get a score. You see uh, which configuration have problems. And then you're starting to look for the specific users or groups that can or helped in the past to the attacker. And then you starting eliminating which processes created by the attacker. And then you're going back until you find it. And you will, because the AD almost any time is involved in this kinds of attack. And somewhere this is the initial access or the initial attack path that started by the attacker. Free tools like Purple Knight, We'll show you the state of where things are today. If you suspect that you're in a compromised, your Active Directory has been compromised and that there's a cyber attack going on. If you run Purple Night on your live environment, well, one thing is it will help show what's going on, uh, what security misconfigurations are there or what the attacker has done. But it may be a better idea if you take a, as you said, very quickly, you take, you take a backup of Active Directory 
in any form that's a valid backup and you can stand it up in an isolated environment. So if, if you do a conventional backup of Active Directory and you restore one domain controller or two domain controllers, it will work-ish, but it will complain a lot because the environment is not the environment it came from. But that will come up enough that you can run Purple Knight against it and look at what the attack, what the attacker, uh, what the current state of it of it is. But the challenge, as you say, is to go back in time to figure out how it happened. Exactly, and this time frame is critical when you're when you're talking about uh, forensics because we need to find not the exact time of the attack right now. You need to understand where it's begun and. This is the critical issue when you're dealing with forensics. It can help you with different tools like SIM integration. Then you need to find the breadcrumbs leading from which users and which groups are what uh, were involved in these kinds of attack. So you're suggesting that you use a SIM to try to figure out the initial access into Active Directory, where the initial changes were? The initial changes in the AD can be found in the AD and the integration between the seam and the uh, AD configuration, let's say Purple Knight, um, this is something that uh, you need to combine and go back and forth each time you find something. So let's say you find some misconfiguration in AD on March and then um, you're going uh, back to the seam and see, oh, this computer was compromised uh, and I can see that and this user really did something. but where the attacker got these credentials. Did he got it using peer phishing or this was because one month ago the attacker compromised this machine in other way and he took the credentials and then he did a lateral movement. And these kinds of things, you need to understand both tools using the combining uh, techniques. So the process looks like restore a backup run Purple Knight against it, look for... There are so many misconfigured Active Directories out there to begin with. If you don't know what your initial misconfigurations are, it's hard to know what the new one is. But you're right. I mean, if you if you should see that some random user is a member of the domain administrators group or the backup administrators group, you know that probably something is not right. So the process would be to restore Active Directory from a backup in an isolated environment, run Purple Knight against it, to see, okay, it's misconfigured here. Keep going back until it's until it's not, or until it, it looks like there is no intrusion, and then exactly. use the seam to work out who caused that. What the initial what the initial access was to Active Directory? Exactly. You need to uh, find the misconfiguration. Go back to the seam. Do more research. Find something else. Go back to back in time because often the attackers deleted their traces. So you not always find the the story only in the uh, AD configuration. So let's say you chose uh, one month and then uh, you don't see anything because the attacker deleted it. And if you're going two months back, then you see the changes. Right. Okay. This is probably a good moment to shamelessly plug the fact that if you are an Active Directory Forest Recovery uh, customer, uh, we, are, we have just announced a, a Purple Knight uh, post-breach edition, uh, uh, which is specifically designed to streamline this process 
and allow you to search in timeframes to look for these misconfigurations instead of having to go through uh, iterations of, um, you know, recover, look, recover, look, recover, look. So, so let's talk a little bit about prevention then. Um, you know, what are, what are the things that you want to get, you know, you should try to have in place, assuming that if you're listening to this, you're not in the middle of a breach. Uh, what are the things that you should do to be prepared for the possibility or the probability, depending on how pessimistic you are, uh, that this yeah. will occur to you? Hopefully. So, um, of course, the main things you need to do is to prevent from regular user access privileged ones. So harden your uh, AD using privileged groups and using privileged users with uh, different methods to protect these kinds of users. So let's say you have privileged users, you don't want them to store their credentials in cache to prevent some Mimikatz attacks or things like that. So use protected users group to prevent crashed credentials. Um, keep monitor uh, logs using SIM systems. Often review your GPOs because GPO have um, different kind of configurations that can help the attacker create attacks on uh, on highly scale let's say they created um they they want to trigger a ransomware attack they can use scripts in the gpo and waited for the right time to do it and if you catched it on time you can uh sometimes prevent it i've already said this before but it's truth is truth if you have a free copy of purple knight that will show you a lot of these vulnerabilities. I think we're up to 85, 88 different indicators of exposure. So yes, that's the lazy person's way of trying to figure out where your gaps are. I think Pepper Knight is a good tool. There's also different tools out, out there that can help you to uh, monitor AD. I also suggest that you will use constantly, check out, you know, who's in charge in these kinds of uh, disasters. You need to uh, train some, I want to call it squad, group of people that know exactly what to do in case of disaster. How they're going to recover, which side they're going to recover first. Do it often. Do it not when the attack was happened. Do it even before and check if everything is worked properly. So one of the things that I'm getting out of your recommendation is very, very clearly defined roles and responsibilities. You person A are responsible for doing this. You person B are responsible for being, maybe it's a junior person on the group, is responsible for being the scribe, the person that documents what's been done. Because and I, this is a position that I've held for a long time. Most of us that have been tr doing troubleshooting for years, we do troubleshooting instinctively without really thinking about the process that we do. So in our head, we see, uh, you know, it kind of smells like this and you, you go, you try this, this, and, th and this, and most of the time or often it works, but if it doesn't work, you have made these instinctive intuitive leaps and you forget what you've done and what you haven't done. And you're like, you feel lost. Oh no. Uh, now what do I do? Because it isn't what I thought. And when you have a scribe, for example, they can go back and you can start over again and be much more organized that way. So, but in general, that's just my little soapbox. Uh, um, 
In general, yes, everybody has to have a clearly defined role and everybody has to practice those roles. Exactly. Even people changing every time. So you need to know exactly when and what do I do in case of disaster. Right. Well, great. Thanks, Yushai. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time spent and your insight in uh, having to respond to these situations. And uh, hopefully our listeners will not have to respond to it. But as our CEO, Mickey, says, uh, hope is not a strategy. Thanks for joining us on the Hybrid Identity Protection Podcast with Sean Duby. Be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Visit hipconf.com, that's H-I-P-C-O-N-F.com to learn about upcoming events, view expert presentations, and take part in the conversation.